there, and thanks for listening to ThickCast, brought to you by Molly Jane Coaching. For all of your prep, posing, and lifestyle coaching needs. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and drop us a follow on Instagram at Molly Jane Bikini. Molly Edwards. And today I have joining me on the podcast, Sophie. Sophie, would you like to introduce yourself, who you are, what you're doing on here? So, um, most people will probably know me as Suki and yeah that's my nickname but my real name is actually Sophie um and I'm just here with Molly today to chat about my first year competing last year and yeah to just give you guys an insight on how it went and some tips and tricks and just yeah answer any questions awesome so obviously we're going to do this podcast is very much like aimed at people when it's their first time on stage. Now there's going to be stuff that you can pick up, whether it's your first time on stage, you're a seasoned competitor, whatever. There's always, always things that I think you can pick up from different people and different people's experience. But we're going to kind of aim at mostly at first timers because obviously it's the start of the season. People are either jumping on stage for the first time or they're starting to prep now to compete later on in the year. Um, so I think there's lots of things that we can kind of talk about. Um, and obviously, Sophie, you had like the most successful first time of season like ever, didn't you? I'm guessing, well, I know by your face that you weren't expecting it to go quite like that, were you? No, not at all. Just, I don't know, like I've always thought about doing a competition and we actually, with my coach Erin, um, we actually plan to do this year so around March 2023 but then something just kind of hit me and I was like you know what I actually want to go earlier and then yeah we kind of set up a new plan and had three different federations that we wanted to try out and um yeah it kind of just went from there. Nice so what was it that kind of drew you to compete in the first place then? Um so yeah, I've always been into fitness, but back in 2015, I had a really bad injury. Um, must have just done the wrong form in my squats and um, have an L5 S1 bulging disc, sciatica down the leg, awful agony pain. Wouldn't wish it on anyone, this kind of pain. Like you just, it just felt like you're walking on stones and it was just a really long recovery. So that was in 2015. That's when I was really starting to get into, okay, I want to just see how my body can kind of change. But then obviously that just kind of was a setback. And then, um, yeah, and then we had like COVID and everything. Gym's closed, started taking up running. I'm not a runner at all, but then I started getting into it. You do your 1K, beat that, do your 2K, slowly, slowly get your 5K. And then it becomes addictive. But yeah, I just, running wasn't really for me. It just... I felt like, yes, I'm losing loads of weight, but it's not the actual look I aspire to. Yeah. So I just, yeah. So um, then I kind of um, was working with a PT in 2021 um, who's like one of my friends. And I kind of just said, you know what, train me as and give me a meal plan and train me as though I'm going to compete. So I would check in with him every Saturday and would do like measurements. He'd give me a food plan and then um yeah I would just do the training I was training five times a week 
lost quite a lot of weight. But again, um, and yeah, did like a mock, like kind of peak week even, but it was nothing like peak week <laughs> with with my um, coach today. It was completely different. It wasn't the same sort of level. Um, yeah, it just, it kind of gave me that starting point of like knowing what I'm kind of putting myself into this yeah. for 2022. But um it was nice to be in a routine where I was going to the gym five times a week. I was consistent with my steps. And I think because I had that kind of period before I joined Erin um, in early 2022, I kind of kind of knew what to expect in terms of like the tempo and the level of commitment I needed. Yeah. However, it still was still quite completely different. Because having a coach who starts to understand your body, tailors the food for you, um, yeah, it's just someone that you can open up to and talk to about anything, really. Um, and I think you've just got to be open and honest with your coach. You like If there's a day where you don't feel like um, you can do something, just be open and honest. Don't just sit there in silence. You're not on your own. They're there to support your journey. And at the end of the day, yeah, anyone could be a coach, but you've got to find the right coach for you. So um, obviously, hopefully people who are now prepping for their shows have got a coach that, that understands them. But even if you, you're thinking about competing um, next year, even um, make sure you kind of like do some interviews with coaches, speak to several coaches. Don't just go with what your friends, your the coach your friend has or, go based on yeah don't go based on a coach just because oh they've got x amount of followers or whatever chat to them and see if you feel like you can open up to them I'd say so your first coach that you had did they you know it's PT did they coach competitors as well or was it like they just PT'd but they'd got oh some no he just PT'd but it was kind of like I was just in the gym and I was just like well, he looks crazy. I want to look crazy. So I'm going to, I want to, I want him to train me. So, um, yeah, we would do, I'd have a PT session every Saturday with him. Um, he competes and then, um, yeah. And then I would just follow the program throughout the week. Yeah. But I think, I think it was, it was, it was very different in a sense that it was, um, kind of like do these exercises I kind of tried to track like pbs and things but mm. nothing like what I do now nothing yeah like now yeah and I would say my until I started with Erin in yeah all of last year really understand sending videos of the exercises really understanding how to execute the exercise properly mm. Um, and then you kind of feel like you're starting from the beginning again because you're learning the right form, making sure that you're doing the right tempo because um, she uses a fitness kind of app, got what it's called now. You just kind of go in, all your exercises are in there for you. Yeah. And um, you've got exercises, they go on a biweekly basis. So you've got, um, I'm only training four times a week. I'm doing like a push-pull legs and then a glute delt focused um split but um 
yeah, you kind of just go in the app. It's all in there. If there are any, if there is anything that you're not, that's maybe not working for you, just like kind of check in and just say, this one's not like the best exercise for me. I'm not getting enough out of it. And then it might get switched up. Yeah, because I think with um, PT and coaching, it's like an online coaching. Obviously, I worked PT in for, I think, like seven years before I went online or went yeah. like online even. Um, and I think that PT has definitely got its place as is online coaching. And then I guess it's kind of very dependent on the PT. Like some PTs are very knowledgeable and they'll get you in the right form. They'll get you in the right tempo, all of that. Other PTs are um, not as knowledgeable. Um, yeah. Because they don't actually teach you. I don't know if you've done a PT course, have you? No, no. Oh, mate, they don't teach you anything. <laughs> they literally, like, squats are good. And, like, it's like, that's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's not... They kind of teach you the basics on how to do exercises safely and, like, kind of, like, basic exercises. And I think that's great for beginners to start off with a PT, to... Yeah really be safe in the gym making sure they're doing their exercises safely and properly things like that but I think if you want that kind of like next level physique and you want to compete you need someone that's like an online coach that can that's got that like extra knowledge that can go with like every single little thing and be like oh actually like this exercise is great and doing it safely but if you move your left foot one inch to the right then actually you're going to feel it more in your glutes, you know, and you're not necessarily going to get that from PT. Now, there are PTs out there, obviously, that are, like, fantastic, um, but most of them, like, you're not going to get that level of of kind of service from that you get online coaching, I guess. Um, but that's yeah, the thing I like hand in hand, and you can use both as well. Yeah, and the thing I'd say about having that PT aspect was having someone with you in the gym who can really, really push you. So most of the time I would make sure that it was like a leg focus day so that, for example, if you're doing like hip thrusts, setting up hip thrusts takes forever. Like just doing legs in the plates and whatnot. Um, having someone to help do all of that and then really push you to get you through like that last extra rep mm. may be, um, yeah, I think definitely really good for getting that push in yeah and I think it's good like even in like preps and stuff as well to have like even like a couple PT sessions like every couple weeks or something with someone that's good like you said just to push you through just everything or maybe you've got like my old training partner like again he's like he's a PT as well we used to work together um but you know like if we train together we'd very much push each other we could see the little things in each other. So I think actually if, I mean, it comes down to cost as well. If you can afford an online coach and a PT, like you'd be laughing, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and I know some of the top, top, you know, RPB pros and stuff do that, but yeah, it's very much kind of, you've got to get the right people in the job as well, haven't you? Um, cool. So you kind of, you joined Erin and then you decided that actually we're going to go in 2022. It would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. But, which is actually really surprising because normally like if you've got someone that's kind of gone a bit early like muscle mass wise probably not quite there but you were you know one of the most muscular girls on stage in a good way like you still very much fit that bikini class but it wasn't like oh right Sophie yeah, she needs loads more muscle at all um so you obviously built it pretty quickly 
<laughs> yeah, I think um, what happened was like, so we started off um, moving into like an my first improvement season and it got to the point where like the food just felt so high. It just felt like I'm really forcing this food. I can't keep eating this level of food anymore. So I think that was around, was it like end of April? And then in May was actually meant to go on holiday, but um, silly me didn't check my passport and um, it was um, did a last minute booking. And then my passport was expiring <laughs> whilst we were away. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah. And then also, I don't know if anyone knows about this, but there's a new rule now. I don't know if it's new this year or last year. You also have to make sure the expiration date on your passport is within 10 years or something. So, um, you got to be really careful since the whole EU thing. Some of the things changed. Yeah. I think ten weeks or something. Yeah, Not ten years. Bad. It has to be ten years left on your passport. No, the um, there's something about the expiry date or something. Yeah, I, I don't know what. It, I think it's so many weeks. I think it's always been like it because I remember going to Spain and my passport was only just, but it wouldn't actually have expired. But it would have had so long in the like that buffer period. But oh no, it's the issue date. There's something about the issue date. Oh, wow. Something about that. Yeah, it's not expiry date. It's issue date. But yeah, it's a weird one. Google it. Um, get more information. Anyone traveling this year, passport yeah. expiring. <laughs> you learn all sorts on this podcast, guys. Um, I still need to get my passport sorted, but that's another topic. Um. <laughs> That's right. So you're going to go on a holiday? <laughs> yeah. So we didn't didn't get I didn't get to go on holiday. So obviously you had COVID going on, no holidays, and then um, thinking, yeah, I'm going to get holiday in before I start prep, no holiday. So yeah, I I need a holiday. <laughs> You've been in recovery? No, still not. No. So um, yeah. Soon. I was going to go away. We were going to go to um, Cancun over Christmas, but um there was some border force control thing going on. So yeah, we didn't want to risk it. So yeah, no holidays. <laughs> you need to sort this out. However, 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 um, doing all the shows meant that you do get a nice tan. So you feel like you've been on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I came back from holiday and I was that colour, I think I'd be really concerned though. <laughs> like, the, like the orangey, you look dirty, I think. We yeah. were sitting, we were watching a vlog last night and I was like, you know when they do the base coat and like you've got no yeah. makeup on, so your face, and I never let them put tan on my face because my skin is so sensitive, I'll just go really spotty. Yeah. Someone's like, oh, don't put tan on my face. So I've always got this pale face, this like orange body, and then it's like looks dirty all up your neck and your ears. On your neck, yeah. And like your hands always look like filthy. And then... Oh no, the hands are horrible, Yeah. <laughs> like nana hands in it and then I think as well because I'm I've got like light eyelashes and stuff I look like a naked mole rat <laughs> there's a photo of me before I did two bros and I was like I literally look like a naked mole rat because I just look like I've got no eyelashes and then I've got this pale face <laughs> I don't know it just looks horrendous and we were just anyway we were watching this vlog and we were like Everyone looks really dirty with the base coat. Like, you look horrible. Yeah. And your top coat and your makeup and, you're, like, you're all glammed and you're like, oh, I look all lovely now. 
yeah <laughs> and especially when they put the glaze on it's just the icing on the cake you just yeah. you know. <laughs> just that like dirty phase though isn't it like <laughs> between ah <laughs> uh, but yeah so you've still not been on holiday that well you need to sort out mate yeah i do shows as well um and obviously so colchester then that was your first show wasn't it yeah so um, why did you decide kind of that one because that was quite last minute one wasn't it no no so when it got to like um so when it was like april when i was like when i felt like yeah i feel like the improvement kind of we kind of got to the place where it was like um didn't want to push food any higher it was like the right sort of time in may to start start the prep so it was plenty of time for October so we kind of literally looked at the calendar I think we even I think I even looked on compact because they've got a useful um calendar of all the different federations and dates and everything all in one place so it's really handy um yeah and then kind of looked at shows that weren't too close together nice enough gap and yeah and then um just planned those three and um so it was FitX Colchester then there was a nice little gap maybe like three week gap to NFM in um, Athena Theatre Leicester and then another nice gap maybe three weeks again till PCA in Hull. Yeah. Oh nice. So obviously let's talk through your shows. So Colchester was your first one. Yeah. And you won so you won both your categories didn't you? So you won the first timers and the open. Yeah. So um like I did not feel ready for that first show. I don't I don't like how do I put this into words? So like the day before you're like obviously you've got to go, go get psyched up to get your pre-tan. Um so even when you've got that for the first time going to do that, it's a very different kind of experience. It wasn't very busy just getting the base coat done because it's kind of like um everyone kind of has like time slots and stuff but um getting back to the hotel and then putting like your um what's that bronzy thingy on yeah that that's yeah. quite handy having that however it's not handy <laughs> if you're a constant peer who like you've got to try and undo your zip and get out of your onesie it's quite tough so it's probably better to do like um loose baggy bottoms that you can just kind of like get in and out of quickly compared to this whole zipping getting your arms out and everything it's good for bedtime though yeah I've just always gone like a big baggy t-shirt and then joggers yeah. yeah I think that's what I'm gonna do next time because uh, yeah I'm not gonna go into the bronzy story <laughs> all right yeah. <laughs> but yeah so I do you know what I think that's such a that everyone thinks that like so I've got girls that competing this weekend and literally all I've had the past couple of weeks is like I'm not ready yeah I'm, not ready. I'm like you're never gonna feel ready because you don't know you you've never done it before yeah if it's your first time you're never you just don't know that feeling and what you're meant to look like and how you're meant to kind of feel because it's unknown territory yeah um, and it's like as much as your coach is gonna sit there and I've got, I'm, I'm not ready. I'm not lean enough. I'm like, I need to pull any more fat off you. Like, it is impossible. There is none left. <laughs> like, what? But I yeah. think 
as much as your coach sits there and says to you, like, you are ready. I cannot get to you any leaner. This is impossible. Yeah. You will still have it in your head that you are not ready. You're not lean enough. You're not this. You're not that. Yeah. And I think you just got to kind of be at peace with the fact, I guess, that you're never going to feel ready. Yeah. And just be you're, like, just not, you're not, but you will. Once you've done that first one, that's when you're... Your, I guess the mental your mental state will change because you'll kind of know what to expect yeah. so when, so I would say anyone for the if you're competing for the first time definitely have multiple shows in your kind of plan so that you can get more confident in um like the process of leading up to going through the different peak weeks because your coach will start to understand your body better um one peak week might be completely different to the next um try different federations you'll get different experiences you'll get different um opportunities um but yeah definitely try not to go in with tunnel vision of just only one kind of one show that's it if you've done that whole prep for 20 plus weeks whatever it may be for you why not do multiple shows why not try different federations and then see what one fits best for you because yeah just because like we were saying earlier just because your friend did one show that might not necessarily be the right federation for you or and again even different classes you might get moved class because I've heard stories where people have been moved from like bikini to wellness or bikini to figure and yeah and yeah and that's something else but yeah, I think you're very right in, like, don't just do one show, like, always do a couple. Because like you said, with your peak week, like, you can peak someone and you can just go, oh, do you know what? Like, because I, I peaked someone this weekend and, like, she looked really good. But I was like, oh, do you know what? I think I just need to change this. It should look better. Yeah. So, like, next time I know to just change that one thing and, like, I think she'll look like, I mean, we're talking, like, 1% better, 2% better. Yeah. But it's you learn every single time, like how your body's reacted to something. How body didn't quite react in the way I thought it would. Okay, so we just need to change something slightly different. And I think you're always going to have that is until you get to that show day, you're never going to know 100%. And, you know, you can run mock peaks and all of that. And you can have a very good idea. But on show day, you've got the nerves and stuff. You've got excitement. You've got the traveling. You've got... You know, you might not have slept the night before because, you know, you're all right sleeping in bed at home, but then you go somewhere else yeah. and you can't sleep or you've booked an Airbnb or you've booked a hotel and next door they're up all night partying and you can't sleep, you know. So it's all these things that could happen that are completely out of your control. Yeah. If we've just got another show, we can go, all right, well, that didn't quite work. Well, let's try this next time and let's do this next time and kind of get that thing and like you said trying different federations and finding where you fit and finding what you enjoy and stuff as well is is going to be um it's going to be massive um so yeah like when you I remember the look on your face when you won because you could just tell like you were not expecting it at all like <laughs> filmed you when the overall because I said I was sat next to Dave and I said to Dave I said I'm going to film this I said because she's not going to know that she's won this and she's going to be so in shock <laughs> yeah I was like so what so yeah um it was the first timers category um but yeah it was just me in that so it was even more nerve-wracking that because I was the only first timer on that day um and then I did the open and then I won that one 
and then and then I was like um because you could come out in the audience in between when you were not on stage and kind of watch I was watching a few of the um other competitors in like wellness and um was it trained um and then um yeah so when it came to the overall in my head I was just like yeah there's there's this is without a doubt like I'm not anywhere near the top kind of thing um I'm just gonna really enjoy this overall kind of um going on stage of everyone and yeah it was just yeah not for a second did I think because they were doing when they said the third the person who was third hey I think it was Hayley was it says yeah what um yeah I can't remember now but um the person that was coming third I was like yeah there's no way no way then the person that was called for second and I was like oh okay yeah um and then my a girl I met she was like tapping me on the shoulder thinking yeah it was Lily she was like yeah you've got this I was like shut up no it's not happening look at who's two and three and then they called me for first and I was just like I couldn't believe it like yeah, I was crying, wasn't I? Yeah. Yeah, it just was very, very overwhelming. Just because I think as a first timer, you just kind of, obviously you, you kind of want to come away with something. Yeah. But when you really don't expect it, I think that's like the best kind of feeling when you, yeah, you just, you don't expect it and it happens. It's the better feeling because you just, you're in shock. <laughs> Yeah. The thing with the Colchester show as well, like it wasn't massively busy show, but the standard was really high in it because it was obviously the one just before finals. Yeah. Kind of like, I don't know whether there was another show that day or something, but it wasn't that busy. Because I remember Alicia saying to us, like, it's not going to be busy. We're going to, we've not got an, a spare judge because we were quite low on judges that day. It was just us lot. We sat and did the whole thing. Okay. Um, whereas normally we have someone else like floating or at least one person floating um so we can change so we can have a break but they were, we were like right no breaks like like literally so if you're judging right you've got a point where they hand out the trophies so when the next class comes on where you can run for the toilet so you probably oh, okay. seen us like when people are getting trophies like let it off <laughs> come back again and like it's also really because if you've got somewhere like colchester was fine actually Actually, no, it wasn't because they not got any bloody loo roll. So I remember oh, no. Lisa and Lucy had all gone to the toilet and we're all running around like, where's the toilet roll? <laughs> <laughs> but you have to literally, like, I feel so rude sometimes because I'm like, there's a queue and I'm like, I'm really sorry, but <laughs> now I've got to go. <laughs> the it's the only time I've got. Um, But yeah, it's, yeah, we do that, like that little run. But I remember that day, it was literally like straight through no breaks like run to the toilet as quick as you can um and yeah but it was a really high standard but I remember you being on stage and I was sat chatting to Dave and like I said to you before like Dave doesn't often comment like on things like he's like he likes the bigger girls categories like he just like I don't know everyone's got their like preference I guess yeah um so if he likes a bikini girl you know that like they're good and like he was, he was going to me he's like oh I think that bikini girl is very good, Molly. I'm like, you never say that about bikini, Dave. And he's like, oh, I know, but she's very good, she is. Very good shape. And I was oh. like, oh, that's, a, that's a big compliment for Dave to say that. 
So, yeah, thanks, Dave. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like, absolutely amazing. Um, And then, obviously, you went on to finals in Venue Next Show, wasn't it? Yeah, so um, that, because I had just planned three shows and whatever the dates were, that didn't even come into what if I get an invite. It just didn't even cross my mind kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, the finals was the day before the NFM show that I had already planned in the plan. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and it was quite crazy because we, um, I was on the train from London to, what was it, Blackpool? And then who who ends up in my carriage? You. Literally. We didn't so even weird. That was so weird. Because I'd got the train from... I think I was getting the train from Bristol or Exeter. I can't even remember where I was getting, where I even started on my train journey. Um, but I'd got the train up and literally just jumped in this carriage, sat down, and then I looked across and I was like, oh, it's Sophie. <laughs> yeah, so that was funny. Um, but no, um, in my mind, it was just like, okay, Blackpool, let's have fun. Um, finals, didn't expect it. Um, and then also um, Amber and her mum, Victoria, um, yeah, they were, I met them actually at a posing workshop in August. It was an NFM posing workshop and then we started chatting then and then it was, it was like, oh yeah, they're going to be there. Like, so it was nice to know who was yeah, someone that I kind of met before was going to be there, meet up in person and um, catch up and then lots of like kind of familiar faces but no, um, and I just went to that show on my own. So my partner had work. My coach was um, sidetracked that day, so she couldn't make it. But um, yeah, it was very, like, doing it all on my own as well. I'm it's like outside of my comfort zone, doing something for me on my own. Um, however, literally, everyone was on the phone, like, telling me, okay, eat this, eat now, whatever. What's the schedule? Like, constantly throughout the whole day. She was not there physically, but there okay. um, to if I had any questions or whatever. But um, no. So well, how did the day go? I know. Let's talk about the night before. If you're ever going to Blackpool, be very, and you're a light sleeper, be very careful where you pick to stay. Because I stayed somewhere. It was like an apartment kind of thing. Looked ex aesthetically nice and everything. However, you get all the drunkens walking down the road, couldn't sleep a wink. And I I contacted the like owner of the accommodation and they said they had another room free in that block kind of place. And I moved into it and I was like, oh, this is worse. And I, I literally, for maybe two hours, I was going between rooms. And I was like, oh, is this better? Mm. And I was like, I'm not going to get to sleep. <laughs> so I think it must have got to maybe, I don't even know, maybe it was like 1am. Because I was trying to get to bed at like, let's say 10, nice and early, get a decent sleep. Um, so yeah, wandering between rooms, finally settled in the other room. But I had to put my Beats headphones on, turn them on, but not have music on, just so it kind of muffled out some noise. Yeah. But yeah, the worst sleep. Um, and I, yeah, I'm a light sleeper. So um, if, yeah, if you're a light sleeper, make sure you do research on good places to stay over for wherever your show is. Because um, the sleep's important. 
Massive. You want to wake up feeling refreshed. Maybe I've ever so I sleep really heavily. Like I literally sleep through anything <laughs> at all. So I've never really had an issue with it. Um but still I guess like there was one place I've stayed with and it wasn't for a show. Um but it's also like your safety if you're going on your own. So like I've gone to shows on my own, obviously you have. Yep. Um, but I went to stay in Glasgow and honestly it was horrendous so I'd flown up from uh, Bristol to Glasgow I got the taxi and I was like all right I'm going to this hotel I thought this hotel was going to be great like the pictures online I will say though had a fucking water slide this place didn't have a swimming pool I was like oh my god I'm going to a place with like a water park in it (laughs) it didn't even have a swimming pool I don't know where these pictures came from it was not the hotel I was staying in and the taxi driver was like, oh, you're staying there? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, um, he was like, look, I don't mean to sound like, you know, creeper and things, but are you staying on your own? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, you need to be really careful. He was like, it's a Rangers hotel and it's Celtic and Rangers. Like, you know, the football clubs in Scotland, in Glasgow, have a match on tonight. And as we're driving into Glasgow, uh... there are these blokes like pissing up the fucking floor everywhere. There's happening, and I'm like, oh Christ! And he was like, your hotel is a Rangers hotel. He's like, really He's like, you need to go in, check in, go up to your room, lock the door. And he was like, don't let anyone in, don't come out your room. He was like, do you need to leave the, the hotel? And I was like, yeah, like I need to get food. Like I was on track as well. I'd not brought any food with me because I was like, well, I've got like like just hand luggage. Yeah, paying for you know like haul luggage. I'll just buy food when I'm there. Like, how hard can it be? Um, and he's like, right, lock yourself in your room. <laughs> wait until the football match starts. And run. <laughs> on, run to the shop, get your food, go back to your hotel and make sure you're back before half time. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I get there, I walk in and I'm, I'm not even joking. It was like walking into Mother Spoons. There's like people spilling out the hotel. Like they're all pissed. They're all necking beers and stuff. And I was like, oh my Christ, like where have I stayed? <laughs> and luckily I was fine and I was like completely safe and like all these people just drunk and whatever. Um, but yeah, just check where you're staying, especially if you're on your yeah. own. Because obviously I was lucky this bloke obviously explained it all to me. and was like, this is when it's safe to leave, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was fine. But obviously you have to always have your wits about you, I think. Um but saying that, I would still always like go to show on my own. It would never bother me. It's never bothered me before. Um, I've always had a great time, to be honest, because you had quite a few people with you in Colchester, didn't you? Yeah, well, not loads, but my partner and two of my friends. So that was, yeah, and there were, <laughs> my partner had like a little horn thing. So he was going all crazy, like when I came on the stage. So that was really nice. But um, no, and then no one really on, um, for finals in Blackpool but then there were like yeah competitors um that I knew and then um yeah so kind of yeah we just it was first timers went on straight away wasn't it I think so that was um I felt like that was more of um I don't know was it how different did it feel I'm just trying to think because it wasn't like unknown territory now it's like you kind of know what it feels like to be walking on a stage however every stage could be different um 
uh, I think knowing what side of the stage you've got to come on, that's quite important. So whenever you're practicing your posing, practice both sides. Like I have a preferred side that I like to come on. Yeah. And when it's, the other, when it's the other side and I, oh, why is it that side? But you've just got to practice on your good side and bad side for entering the stage as much as possible because you just don't know what stage you're going to get, do you? Uh, I guess that you can do some research into it. Um, like if you know the venue, yeah. um, you can kind of like, I've got some girls and I'm like, do you know what? I'm actually awful. So basically they'll be like, right, so... The Mac Theatre, that's where it is this weekend, right? And this podcast is going to go out after that. But I don't actually remember because I'm useless. <laughs> age, you know, I won't remember this, but I just asked Joe, because obviously he works backstage, he just remembers it all. Yeah. Remembering things of me anyway. And I'm like, right, Joe, what side of this stage are the girls going on? He's like, oh, right, this there, right, okay, they're coming on this side. So, and I've messaged people as well in the past and been like, right, I've got a client that's like fucking freaking out. You've been on this stage before. What side of the stage? What side is it? Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's this side. Yeah. I did that as well, actually, for, um, I think for the PCA one, I said, what side of the stage is it? Because, like, I need to know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's just, it's one of those, like, you get on stage and it's not going to be, you'll get on stage and it's the wrong side and you'll be absolutely fine. But in your head, you'll get yourself, like, so worked up, like, I can only walk in from stage right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I will literally fall over and do a roly-poly off the stage if I come in on the other side. Like, it's so dramatic in your head. Yeah. Fine. Um, yeah, I can't remember where we were going with this. No, we were talking about, um, yeah, oh, the finals. So, no, I started talking about um, first-timers coming on. But before that, I think what I really liked about how FitX works is there's, like, an athlete meeting before you go on stage. Yeah. Um, you kind of get told how you get told about the the running order and all of that kind of gets even emailed to you a few days before the show as well so you've got all of that in your back pocket so you kind of know like oh I'm on early or if you've done multiple categories you can kind of plan out your food a bit um, and then I think they also tell you how many competitors are in the class as well so that can kind of like help a bit because um, then also that in your mind, you kind of know how quickly it's going to kind of get through the categories as well. Um, but yeah, so did the first timers, and I was, yeah, I was just trying to think how different it felt. I can't can't really remember now, but um, like I, I won that one for first timers, and I was like quite sh like yeah, again overwhelmed because it was like okay, everyone's first timer. Got some good girls in that class as well, hadn't you? Because yeah. I was in that class, yeah. So yeah, it was nice we got to share the stage together and then um, did the open. I think there was quite a big gap actually. Yeah. So I would like sit in the crowd, watch a bit of the show. Um, I used to, what was I, ha like half an hour before going on, I'd always eat like balsamic vinegar crisps. So I'd have my little, have my crisps <laughs> sitting in the crowd and then yeah, go and try and pump up. I feel like, the, the backstage experience, especially at the finals for FitX, they had like proper gym equipment, they had dumbbells, everything, and all like actual machines even, really nice equipment. Um, so you could get a proper, proper pump. And I feel like, I feel like it's quite hard for me to like feel pumped up. So uh, just be like trying to do certain little things. I think 
you and yourself, you know your body and what's going to help you um, get pumped. So I think for anyone for the first time, when like before your peak week and before you're like getting ready for your show, try to work out what methods will help you feel pumped up and have your own little routine with your bands or some dumbbells. So then you kind of know what you're going to do for stage. So then it's not like you're just making it up there and then and you're like, oh, she's doing this, I'm going to do this kind of thing. Because, yeah, she's doing that, but that might be working for her, but that might not be helping you get your pump where you kind of need it. Body, isn't it? And knowing, like, what exercises you connect with. Yeah. Like, some people do a shoulder press. Like, I wouldn't do a shoulder press to pump up because I don't feel like I connect with it as well as, like, what I would, like, a lat raise or something. Like, yeah. I find that, like, I personally connect really well with. I connect really well with, like, a little row. But then I've got clients that like hate rows because they just don't connect with them. So that probably wouldn't be best. Yeah, everyone's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pumping up with what equipment. And like you said, like food, stuff like that, what works for you. Yeah. And then some people will be eating Haribo's. Yeah. And some people, one girl was eating like a whole brownie. Some, everyone's eating different things. Like everyone's got their things that work for them. Um, Yeah, I think before I went... um, now I'm jumping ahead. Before I went on stage for PCR, I had my um, Chemical Warfare's Le- The Bomb pre-workout. Yeah. Um, I- and yeah, I had that. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> Do you find that helps a lot as well? Um, What, just pre-workout in general? No, no. Um, is it a pump one you've got? Or is it just a... Yeah, it was a pump one. Yeah, I felt like... And I just, like even just having a bit of flavouring before yeah. and you just, yeah, you've got to have it, I guess, like what, half an hour before, um, do your pump up little routine and then, yeah, you'll, you just feel a little bit more ready and a bit more hyped up to get on stage. But um, so yeah. I, I get my girls to have it, like a, a pumped, a pump formula. Yeah. Uh, they, I normally use Swollogenic, but you can never bloody get hold of it. So they're using Pump TF at the moment. Um, I'm opening on one just because I like the delivery method of it. Um, and it's got like pink salt in it as well, like a little bit of water. So it just goes into the muscles so nicely. And like for me personally, even when I train, I can notice the difference between if I use a pump pre or if I just don't bother with anything. So yeah. I, or if I use like just a stimulant pre-workout, which is quite rare for me, to be honest. So I think like it definitely works. So I think take advantage of things like this. Obviously, yeah. your body gets, you know, gets on with it first. But they're definitely something to take advantage of, aren't they? Yeah. Don't start just, like, using new things that you haven't had. Yeah. Because you might respond, you might not respond well. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, cool. So, that was kind of, you went into finals. Did finals, you yeah. One year helmet and your sword <laughs> yeah what have you done with that oh I've, I've kind of made like a little area with all my trophies and everything yeah I haven't put anything up have I um yeah I need to do I need to do that but um no um that was that was another thing so because I didn't expect anything from the finals I was like in my head yep I'm getting my train <laughs> I'm getting my train at whatever time. It's the last train from Hull to Leicester. 
and then um then I won the overall so then I had the um helmet the sword all my trophies and I was like oh my gosh like I've got all this stuff <laughs> lucky the wonderful Matt Thomas photographer was also going to be um at he was doing photography at NFM the next day yeah. and then um, yeah he he took me to Leicester and we literally we chatted the whole way from Blackpool to Leicester and in my head I was thinking yeah I'm gonna nap I'm probably just gonna sleep no we chatted the whole <laughs> way so there that was really really nice Matt's such a great guy um, and we stopped off um, somewhere like like a services and we had this we had this guy <laughs> there was this guy and then like three other guys like the main guy had like this is it called a ukulele I don't even know what it's called that like funny little drum thing like, no not drum. drum um what's it like a little is it ukulele yeah that thing yeah we come we stop and he's playing his music <laughs> they're all jamming <laughs> it was hilarious so yeah that happened and then yeah um a few people that were doing both but I guess it's like making sure that someone was traveling the right time yeah me and Joe didn't go down in the morning because we were just like we are going to bed like we are tired so we stayed in Blackpool that night and then we drove down to Leicester well we we spent the morning in Blackpool and then we drove down to Leicester later on because my client had already got a pro card, so she wasn't on till the evening anyway. Yeah. So we're, I will go down a bit later. Um, because she'd gone down later as well. She's there a bit like more before us. Um, but yeah, we just went down later. Although we were very late because uh, someone picked avoid motorways. I like to bring it up as often as I can. Um, honestly, we're driving down there, and I'm getting all these messages, um, from loose like my clients like where are you and I'm like literally like we're like this far away and she's like why are you what, like why is it taking you so long she's like it took us like half that time I'm like oh, I don't know and then I'd got um Chris Brody from CMP because he's meant to get us a coffee in and he was like where are you guys are you left <laughs> and I'm like I was saying this long and again he's like what the fuck is going on like we drove down like this morning yeah. like are you okay <laughs> I'm going, Joe, why haven't you been on a motorway? And he's like, well, there just isn't any. And I was like, what, there's no motorway from Blackpool to Leicester? Like, <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Anyway, we keep driving and then he's like, oh, I've got to avoid motorways on. So oh, no! I've been safe through these, like, little villages and, like, little towns. Like, what? And I'm honestly, like, what is going on? Did it this- take you double the time? Right, like even more than that. Like we, well, it didn't in the end because we did like realize um, what was going on. Yeah, um, and Joe then switched um it back to using motorways. Um, and we did get there in time. But honestly, like we only really just got there in time to be honest. For like obviously, like all like doing check-ins and everything with my client. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's a special kid, isn't he? So we'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, so you went down to Leicester with Matt. Yeah, uh, so the good thing was I'd already had my tan done. So I just um, got to the hotel. It's quite a nice hotel, actually, a little Novotel. Nice walk-in, massive shower. Just um, got the ta- got just showered, no, like, products. So then I'd be kind of left with, like, a base. 
and then the next day I was easy to go just straight in and get a top coat but then I did get two they kind of did two layers because it wasn't enough um that was a good that was the good thing that I'd already had like a base coat on and then my partner was able to um he wasn't working that day so yeah he came down in the day or not the day he was there so yeah in um that hotel so it was helpful like moving everything especially I had that bloody sword (laughs) um yeah so everything was put in the car and yeah so um like so overwhelmed because you've come back from this show with like a sword like all of this And and no time to literally properly process it yeah because it was kind of like okay I've got to go again now it was like everything was so full-on um because I had to um I booked what's it makeup with Danielle Spencer but Mm -hmm. she wasn't at the venue and it was raining (laughs) and I didn't have an umbrella I had to I couldn't find um tried went to get the makeup done and then um I was like, oh, okay, I know what treats I'm getting. I know what post-show treats. I want the same ones that I had. Um, you had loads anyway, didn't you? Because didn't you win, did you win Project Donut or Cookie Dino or something? No, it was, um, I did win a, like, a golden ticket for Cookie Dealer, 10 cookies, but I saved that till, like, at the end of the I season. I given you, like, a load no, of... No, no, I got to pick them later. So um, that was actually better, I think, because imagine having them as well to lug around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I did. I think I had like a um, like I had like all the goodie bag and everything with all your bo- the the water bottle, the um, all the goodies like the pre workout stuff and whatnot. So there was loads to carry from A to B to begin with. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah how did you find because obviously there'll be quite a few people listening that they're going to do either the two expo shows because obviously nfm and fx they've got back to back shows at the expo and also at the end of the year they're doing exactly the same as last year finals and then the nfm i think is the day after what advice would you give people about doing it because a lot of people are like oh my god like is like can i do that and i'm like yeah do it but what yeah. advice do you give like obviously you said about your tan anyway but let's just go into a little yeah. bit um that's an advantage you've really got your base coat done um think make sure you check how um the venues like from Blackpool to Leicester was quite far um make sure that and especially if you're on because I didn't expect to make it to the finals so if you have a really successful day and the day before and you make it to finals you're there till gone eight o'clock um and then you've got a kind of okay, now I've got to get to the next location. So you've got to really think about, okay, if I do get to the end of the show, realistically, um, how long is it going to take me to get to the next venue? Am I going to get enough sleep? Um, How important is sleep to you? (laughs) Some people can work off no sleep, but um, yeah. So I think I maybe had like, was it like four hours or four and a half hours? Yeah. Not not sleep, not much sleep at all. So that wasn't great, but... um, but then you kind of like your body kind of just works off the adrenaline and knowing that, okay, you're going back on stage again. So for girls, I guess it's different to men. Um, you're going to go and get all your makeup done. You're going to be all glammed up if you do your hair yourself or get your hair done. Um, just making sure that 
yeah, whenever you book shows anyway, you've got to kind of book all those things in advance unless you're doing your own makeup, for example. But I feel like you've done all this work to compete. You want to, I feel like you kind of want to showcase everything on that day. So if you're great at doing makeup, do your own makeup. But um, if you want one less dress, pay to get your makeup done. If you can afford to do it, why not just do it? It's um, like this kind of moment only comes around a few times in the year when you have your season, your on season. But um, with makeup is yeah. it's not, I can do my makeup great for going out. Yeah. But for show, to be fair, actually show day, I probably could do my makeup now. Like I've done one of my clients before. But yeah. you have to remember, it's, an, I'm not the standard of like, you know, Daniel Spencer, Ray Ray, Georgia Rose, Hayley, all of that at all, right? But we could book a makeup artist house, be fine. Um, but it is a lot darker than yeah. your natural skin, like your natural. And even like for her, when I did our makeup, I didn't even think about things like contour, right? Yeah. I thought my normal contour is quite dark that I use. So that would be fine. That would work under Shade Makeup. To give you an idea of how dark Shade Makeup is, my normal contour, bearing in mind I'm pretty pale, was like the same colour or maybe like one shade darker than the foundation that my client needed for her stage makeup. So it's it's so, so dark. Um, now, we were very lucky that someone else that was with us um she's got it like she was like look I've got a really dark contour here use this Mm. Um, and it was fine but like it is very very dark and I would get like I was quite lucky as well that my friend works in a beauty shop and basically she I (laughs) am the biggest cheapskate with makeup (laughs) it's a really nice lipstick right I will pay for it yeah if it's just like random colors and stuff I go to her and I'm like Put any nice little testies for me. <laughs> <laughs> my contour, like, you know, like the, not your dark contour, like my white contour, but under my eyes, <laughs> highlighter contour, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> um, I've never paid. <laughs> she just gives me it for free. So there you go, little test pots. Because they've got so many, they didn't use them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically, I went to her and I was like, I need like really, really dark foundation. And I was like, just get me loads. And as long as it's like the filter, the, what's it called? The photo filter or something it's called? I don't know. But as like, like as long as it's all the same one, really dark tone, like you can mix them together to get the yeah. tone you need. Like you can get the real darkest one and mix it with a little bit lighter to get that skin tone. But like you said, if you can afford it, I would just go get my, my hair I've never paid for. I've just always done my yeah. own. But yeah, so- I don't think anyone would be able to control my hair. (laughs) And I don't know, it's just kind of like, because I kind of know what works for my hair. um, Yeah, it's just like, I kind of don't want anyone touching it. (laughs) But it's different if I was like straighten it. Yeah, that's different. Um, Yeah. You've always Um, worn your hair natural as well, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Because I had Kez on the podcast and she said that she... She was like, I've always worn a wig on stage. She was like, I wouldn't wear it. Or I think she had it in braids as well, but she's not worn it natural before. Yeah. I think that, like, it's so, like, 
much to control isn't it and yeah <laughs> because um my hair like and especially um because you've got all the tan on and everything um my hair always looks like it's best like the curls look the best when it's like just been kind of washed so on the if it was the morning I'd wash it all in the morning but you can't do that when you've got a tan on so what I'd have to do is kind of like have it like wash it the day before but then kind of like put it up on my kind of head but like a loose kind of bun so that it's still kind of like wet wettish so it's yeah. not like saturated wet but um and then the next day just loads and loads of like products put it through brush it all through get it really like give it more life <laughs> and then um yeah and then like clip bits in areas and just yeah but um it's really and nice. then it's all the earrings as well right getting the right earrings to kind of go with your look um absolutely yeah. that's another big thing um but yeah I've do you know why I've always done my hair it's because my hair doesn't do as it's told anyway so like I can curl it and it won't necessarily always hold it's naturally quite curly like if I let it dry on its own it goes quite curly yeah. uh, but it's just like a crazy curly it's not there's no like it's it's just like especially the front bits it's just like this mad wispy curls um so I've always just straightened it because it's easier because if I try and curl it it might not hold the curl or yeah. leave it in I'd have to leave it in I think I think I could cut it now because I'm getting a little better with it at this length. Yeah. But as well, the other thing as well I found was because I bleached my hair before I competed, I've never dyed my hair before. And like virgin hair is a lot easier to style and like holds a curl better. And after okay. I bleached it, I found that then it wouldn't hold the curls. It was just dropping out. Yeah. So I found then actually my hair's a lot better if I just straightened it. It looked better because it was holding it. So if you do decide, like, oh, I'm going to dye my hair, <laughs> um, just be aware that if your hair's not used to being dyed, that could affect how well it then, like, holds a curl. So then yeah. you might be like, oh, I need to curl it a different way or I need to just straighten it instead. But I would just go with, like, to be honest, like, for NFM, because I straighten it for fix and it literally takes, like, five minutes. I was like, I'm just straightening it now. Yeah. And if you kind of just, um, as another tip, just practice your kind of show day look. Obviously, if you're doing your makeup yourself, practice it before and yeah. also your hair as well. Just kind of in your head, know what your kind of routine will be and then make sure you <laughs> pack your checklist. And when you pack your suitcase, literally check it three times because <laughs> yeah. you'll be like, you'll be doing something and you'll tick it off and then um, you might then go downstairs and get some water or something. And then you'll come back and then you'll be going through the rest of your packing list. And then when you check it again, you'll realise that you tick something off that's not in there. Yeah. And bring spare. But you know what? Even if you do forget something, like if you forget like bikini bite or you forget your hair straighteners or you forget whatever, everyone is so friendly. Yeah, they are they will be like oh he go like I've I've actually lost my bikini bike because I gave it to someone now um it doesn't matter but I think yeah. even before then like honestly so many people have used it because I was just like yeah just use it it's fine like and people are really good at that like if an earring break or something like someone's gonna have a spare one even if you don't yeah. um 
obviously just try and make sure you've got those things like make sure you've got like a spare bikini if you've got one but they are expensive so you might not necessarily um I always pack a spare one when I go to client shows because I'm like well if I've got one and one of their bikinis breaks like I've got a spare so yeah. it's very much like that isn't it and I'm sure you'll probably do the same like now you've got your like orange bikini because that was that's not a rental is it that's yours isn't it no that's mine I'm def I am um... Oh, my dream bikini from Ashley. Um, I, so much back and forth because it was like trying to perfectly get the crystals. She was like, oh, shall we look at this? Like com so many combinations. And then um, literally any everything I could imagine in my head, she just made it happen. And I just, yeah, I love that bikini. <laughs> I'm going to probably frame it. So, um, yeah, just, yeah, forever. You always have it as a spare if you needed it. Yeah. So... And bring a sewing kit because, like, you can fix yeah. them. I fix oh, yeah. Something happened, I forgot to say, um, that for the bikini, the bottoms, actually. So Ashley sent it, I think, what was it, two weeks before my show, with um, my first show, and the bottoms were huge. Like, yeah. put them on, and, and I was like, you know, because the connectors have to be quite high, don't they? Yeah. Um, so put them on and, she, and then I sent her um, like the photos, like being so grateful and everything. And she said, these bottoms are too big. Like, how did you lose this much weight? What's, what happened? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what happened was there was, I think this was when there was like, you know, like all the Royal Mail strikes, you know, they're constantly doing strikes. Mm. Um, I think this was during that period. And then we were going to have to do like, was it UPS or something was the only one working and then it felt like I only tried the big I think I only put it on like a week before because I was like I don't want to put it on yet I just want to wait till my week before I don't know why I did that when I had it ready yeah. anyway don't do that <laughs> make sure you as soon as your bikini comes try it on you don't yeah. want to be in the situation so um yeah it wasn't gonna by the time it would have got to her her to tweak it and then get it back, it would have been cutting it so fine. So what happened was um, I borrowed my neighbor's sewing machine and Ashley told me what to do. Um, I unpicked all of the bits round by the connector. Yeah. She told me where to measure and then kind of did like, like some tacking and whatnot. Retried them on and she checked to see, yep, they fit better now. This is yeah. how they should look. And then I kind of had to go over it with the machine and everything. So it was, so this is why this bikini like has such a close place to my heart. Cause I literally had to be so involved with making it fit me as well. So yeah, that happened. Try a bikini on when you <laughs> get it. And also send your measurements off in time because yeah. like you, you need to send them off. Yeah. But yeah, if, if there's any other things that you can kind of like, glue them on a little bit if you need to or especially with the top half like have some teddy bear stuffing like be able to stuff it if you need to because let's be honest we all lose our boobs when we're competing as well obviously you've got fake ones but you do you lose your boobs so you kind of need to like stuff it out but like it's that fine line then between stuffing it so we're filling it up but not overstuffing it because if you overstuff it it will sit on top of your boob and yeah. then you can, like see your boob like underneath it like I don't know how to explain it but yeah it's just that kind of fine line isn't it 
but no the top literally fitted like a glove it was yeah perfect because I'm like even with bras it's kind of like I don't like underwired bras and stuff I just get like feel like it's digging into me and whatnot but um no that literally it just sat like a glove and you just just felt so comfortable and that's how you want to feel like that's how you want to feel when you're on stage you don't want to be like worried oh is this connector falling oh is this um is my boob hanging out or whatnot you you don't want to be stressed about those things when you're on the stage get someone to check you before you go on as well yeah someone saw on stage the weekend and their bikini was on like the wrong way so like the connectors want to go from the top of your boob oh, yeah. to your neck like the yeah. sparkly connectors want to do that if you've got connectors obviously sparkly connectors don't want to go around your back and this girl had got them gone around her back and it made it literally looked like her boobs were falling out the bottom and like when you're posing as well like, luckily for her nothing fell out but when you're posing as well like yeah like you're moving and you're twisting your body. Like if your bikini is on like upside down, there is a high chance then that you're going to have boob fall out. Yeah. Like you don't want that. So like just to get someone, one of the girls backstage just be like, oh, can you just check my bikinis on? Like, like does that look right? And just double, triple check it. Make sure your bottoms aren't on back to front because you all know what it's like. Like some people put their bikini on very last minute. You put your bikini on very last minute and you've got your bum wet. <laughs> all the wrong way round and you run on stage because we're all in a panic because it's your first time on stage and you're like oh my god uh, and then you know you might have a bit shown you really don't want showing so just get someone to help you put it on get someone to check it and I would get someone that's like obviously a, a female like, even if you've got like a male coach right go and grab someone that's like maybe like a female coach or like a you know, another girl that's been competing for a little while that knows how the bikini needs to sit. Like, if I'm yeah. like, show, come and grab me and I'll make sure your bikini is sat on you, like, the best way possible. Because yeah. it, it it does make such a difference of, like, how it's sat on you. Um, So, yeah. I just yeah, I remember a few of the shows backstage. If I spotted someone's, like, back of their connector was um, all twisted, I'd just be like, oh, babe, you're... The back of your connectors yeah. twisted. Let me sort it out for you. So I remember doing that for some of the girls. So yeah, just it's just being nice, you know, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> just being friendly and just yeah. they'll be like they'll be able to help you out because it is. I think as well, like because obviously I had a male coach before, so I couldn't really be like, oh, can you get me in my bikini because that's obviously yeah. appropriate. Um, so obviously, like obviously, you probably have like with Erin, like she'll help you make sure that you're in right um but yeah if you don't have that then obviously there's always people there that will be able to be like yeah like this is right just check your over make sure it's all good and also let's be honest like most men wouldn't have a clue anyway they'll be like <laughs> oh yeah that's fine yeah <laughs> um but yeah let's take it back a little bit so I'm gonna ask you to give me some tips on things so can you give me your top tip on surviving prep um okay think of why you're why you're actually doing the prep in the first place um is it like something are you doing this just because you you just want to step on stage you just want to experience it kind of thing or is this something that you kind of want to do as a lifetime kind of 
go and this is your future. Like some some people um, just like eat, breathe, sleep, dream, bodybuilding, and that's all they do and that's all they want to do. But then for some people it's, okay, it's something I want to do, um, but I kind of, I'm going to give it as much of my attention as I can. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waffling now. <laughs> No, no, but you're right, because I think it's very easy to kind of compare as well with that. And, like, everyone is kind of in different situations. Like, for myself, yeah. we don't have kids. Yeah, but exactly, yeah. Like, you know, about anything to do with my kids. Whereas, so my bodybuilding, my prep can be, like, my one of my top priorities. So obviously, like, we've both got partners. I've got a dog that he's looking after. I mean, he loves prep because I get so many steps. He gets so <laughs> yeah um but you know you've got them as a priority but your prep can take a lot higher priority if you've got kids prep's always going to come further down the list if you've got like a high um like a job that it requires a lot of brain power like obviously not a job that I've ever done <laughs> um but because you, your job's quite intense isn't it yeah it is <laughs> I'm, I'm working in office so I'm like right that's fine like I can do Prepping, like, obviously with coaching, it does require a lot of brain power, but I think it's different because it's still around the same thing. Whereas, like, yeah. with you, it's, it's very, like, brain-powered job. So, again, like, you still got to make an income if you're prepping. Like, yeah. that obviously makes it harder. So I think you're always going to have differences with people that prep. And, like, don't compare yourself to people that are eat, sleep, and dream and bodybuilding. And then maybe that's got, like, kids, family a certain job like you know things like that as well yeah and some and you might um and also there might be people at your show that have been doing this for years like they've been in the industry for let's say five years maybe um and they've 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 started to understand their body and how their body responds to certain things but you're doing this for the first time you can't really compare yourself to someone who's been doing this as bread and butter for at least three years plus and you're doing it for the very first time. Um, I think, yeah, you might have self-doubts at the beginning, but that's because you've never done it before. And I think until you've gone through that first season and experienced it all, seen what you actually look like, and then the progression through each show or through each federation, seeing how you do, um, then sit back, reflect on how you actually felt at that point in time and how how you felt and how you looked and and if you look back and say I couldn't have done anything else that's then that's a win like you couldn't have done anything more to do any better but um and then if it's in in the fact of like okay you might not get a placing in your first season that shouldn't be a setback you should go back again go and um, do a new improvement season it might just be the fact that um from your judges feedback you need to build more muscle so yeah. then make that your priority and if it's going to take you two years to do an improvement season take the time build the muscle and then go back again and then in the the longer the longer you take away from stage to build the more changes you will see in your body and then when you do come to cut down again that's when you will see the difference and that's when you can compare yourself to where you were last year or two years ago because at the end of the day everybody's body is 
unique. We all have a very different body. Yes, it's good to like look up to people and aspire to people, but you're never going to look exactly the same as someone. And at the end of the day, you're just trying to kind of fit a criteria, but you're not trying to look exactly the same as someone. It's what kind of X frame works for you looks different on somebody else because your foot positioning or your hand positioning, so many different factors in the posing. And I saw this somewhere. Where did I see this? Somewhere someone was saying like, kind of fake it till you make it. Like your posing can really, um, the posing and obviously your condition at the end of the day can really factor your placings. Oh, massively, massively. Because posing is literally smoke and mirrors. Like I can pose someone to make their legs look bigger. I can pose someone to make their body look bigger. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what you use as your, your smoke and mirrors. I can yeah. pose them around to make their waist look smaller than it is. Like yeah. it, it's no, it's knowing like all their little tips and tricks. But yeah, like you said, it, it's not comparing yourself to other people. It's just comparing yourself to you. And like, what can you do to make yourself better and what works for you and your body? Like forget about bloody what Sandra across the road's doing. Exactly. Yeah. Works for you um what's your top tip for food cravings like on prep so um well I was basically doing if it fits your macros throughout my whole prep yeah yeah so um yeah I I've for the I'd say but even before like for years and years I've always been into macros like I've researched macros and bloody daddy um but I've never like obviously known what to do to like kind of for building and the right training aside it so that's where you need your kind of the expertise from a coach and um yeah so um I think yeah the only part of the prep where I didn't do if it fits your macros was peak week so it was like okay I had to eat what um, was in my plan and I hated it. <laughs> it was literally like, you know, when it's like one egg and a hundred grams of egg whites. Yeah. Horrible. Like who wants to eat that? <laughs> I didn't want to eat it, but I was like, it's only one week. I'm going to do it. However, when it got to, um, let's say, I think that was for the first peak week. And I think I did it for the second one as well. But once it got to like the peak week for the third and fourth shows, I was able to, um, just kind of still stick to the meal plan and the food sources. Mm. Well, yeah, stick to the macros and the food sources, but kind of tweak it how I wanted it. So if it was like, um, have your oats and protein powder, whatever, instead I might have subbed that and made like, um, instead maybe have a shake and then um, make cookies out of the oats. Just like trying to be creative because uh, I get bored, I get bored easily with the food. So, yeah, if you can be a bit more um, flexible with what the foods are um, and if you get bored easily of the food, ask your coach for your macros. Hopefully they are giving you your macros as well alongside the food plan. Um, but once it starts getting really deep into prep, I'd say cut out all these like zero calorie syrups and stuff. They're not going to they're probably doing you more harm than good. Like, cause you're thinking you're getting so used to this flavor and stuff and it might be impacting like, I don't know, was it impact water retention or something? I don't know. I'm not um, an expert on those things. I'd only really cut out peak week in terms of water retention. I know some people they're like, oh, like um, one of my coaches was like, oh, my coach made me cut out like protein powder, 
sweetener, blah, 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 like six weeks before, I was like, mate, like, how much water are you holding that you need bloody six weeks? <laughs> top water, like, you don't, you shouldn't need that much. Yeah. Uh, I normally say to people, if they're, some people don't really hold water for it, some people are fine. Um, For most people, I think, like, the amount of shite that's in them, though. Yeah. Like, it's going to affect water, potentially, um, but almost definitely, like, digestion. I mean, I don't know anyone that can, you know, realistically, can you digest that well? I don't know. And, and I think just for the sake of, like, what, a few days? Just cut it out. But, yeah, I guess everyone's different. I've never, I've macro-tracked, but never really in a prep. Like, I've done, like, little bits where I've, like, maybe not been able to get certain things from the shop um, or whatever, been away from home. Like, I'm away from home quite a bit, obviously. Um, and macro-tracked when I've been away on prep, but I've never macro-tracked my whole prep. Um... I don't know. I just think, what about when it gets to like the end of your, right. So like right at the beginning of prep, also you're on like loads of calories anyway, it's fine. Yeah. When you get back, like right to the end of prep. Yeah. Finding because your calories are so low at that point, you're having to stick to like the same foods anyway. Yeah. You, and once you're like, you like, once you know, like, okay, I'm trying to hit, I think so at the moment, I think I'm on, 2,369 calories or something on a training day, 164 protein. And then, because I'm so used to knowing, okay, this meal's going to give me like 30 grams, this meal's going to give me 40, whatever. You kind of know anyway. Like, and then I sometimes, at the moment, because I'm not in prep right now, but at the moment, I'm just kind of like, when I wake up, what do I fancy? And then it's kind of like making whatever breakfast I have always has a solid amount of protein in it because if you don't I feel like if you don't um if your if your first meal's not get got any protein in which you're just gonna you're gonna be playing catch up all day but for some people um yeah it's that creative aspect that I like having the macros and being able to plan what I kind of want to eat when I feel like it um at the moment but once I hit prep it's going to be more so okay um I'll probably stick more so to the same sorts of foods. Yeah. Um, but because um, at the moment, the only meal prep I'm actually doing is cooking the mince. Everything else is kind of like, okay, at least I know the mince is there. Some's in the fridge, some's in the freezer, all like portioned up. And it's just like, grab it and be like, okay, today I fancy wraps. Today I fancy jacket potato with the mince. Today I want rice. It's kind of like I can kind of just decide... I just think up just tracking your pro like just having your protein and because like at the moment yeah. I don't really know what I'm doing with my life um so I'm just kind of like intuitively eating and I had this conversation with my sister yesterday and she was like do you want to diet for a photo shoot and I was like I'm not dieting for a photo shoot because firstly like I'm just not a fan of dieting for photo shoots anyway and secondly I'm like I don't really get really lean because if I'm getting really lean I'm not building muscle right and I need to build some muscle but the moment I'm just kind of eating intuitively and I'm like, actually, I think this is the best thing for me right now because I'm having such a long off season. And like, even with still like this question mark whether I will be able to compete again. And like, once you stop bodybuilding, if you're consistently on a meal plan in off season as well, what's that doing to our mental health side? So like, if you can macro track as well and eat off plan or eat intuitively, that's going to help. So I'm like, oh, okay, at the moment, like I'm not tracking, but it's still, like you said, it's still making sure that every single meal has got protein in. So I yeah. do 
fair roughly I know roughly how much protein I'm having a day because I'm like and like you said that like, you know like once you've been doing yeah. it, right that's got that 20 grams of protein in this has got like 30 grams of protein in that's got how much so you know like how much protein you're having and then it's just like carbohydrate it's like do I fancy like oats and protein powder before I train yeah probably yeah in my food so anyway but do I fancy then this like okay like how much carbs have I had well I didn't actually have any carbs in this meal because sometimes I'll just have chicken and salad yeah. and then like on the evening like I'll have a bit more of a carb heavy dinner so you've got all of those choices so I guess it's just making sure but I think if, as long as you stick with protein you're fine because carbs and fats are so easy yeah it's like I'll just if you're down on carbs and fats at the end of the day have some peanut butter on toast you saw it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i never thought of that actually it's usually um what do i usually have um yeah e extra rice cakes with loads of like blueberry jam and almond butter or um just um extra cream of rice cake kind of like doing the microwave thing, with you the cream of rice cake. thing. i can't stand it <laughs> i actually um so I didn't actually, I got, what flavour did I get? I got the um, apple pie. I really wasn't a fan. But then oh once you put the dark chocolate and whatnot, you can't really taste the flavour, like the flavour. And once you mix, yeah, the protein powder, the flavour of the cream of rice kind of goes away anyway. Are you putting them with apple pie though? Pardon? Protein powder, are you putting them with apple pie though? A chocolate one. So it's like, you can't taste it at all. Mm. Yeah, the flavour's gone. But the cinnamon... Cinnamon cereal one's nice, and I've almost finished apple pie because I was like, let me just get rid of it <laughs> now, and then yeah, I'll move on to the cinnamon cereal one. I don't know. I think I'll just stick to my oats. I'm happy there. Um, cool. Um, top tip for peak week. Um, make sure you are near a toilet at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wherever you're going, just make sure you can get to a toilet quickly. Oh, do you know, I, it wasn't, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was peak week. I think it was just prep. I nearly wet myself in prep. Like, really? I had, like, got to the point where I'd resigned myself to the fact that I was going to piss myself. Oh, no. I was driving on a Sunday, in like, back from my dad's to Exeter, and I don't know, the roads were shit or whatever, and it was literally taking me, like, about an hour and a half. And because it was a Sunday, there was like no Asda, like in the after, like evening time. There's like no Asda or anything open. There was nowhere to stop for a week. I drove past these public toilets; they were closed. No. Like, there's any back roads? There's no like service stations. It's not like driving down a motorway. And yeah. I'm really that bad. And I was on the phone to my friend who was also in prep, and I was like, "Rebecca, I'm gonna piss myself." And she's like, "Oh, shut up!" I was like, "No, like I'm not joking now. I am literally." <laughs> gonna be on the phone to you in a minute and I'm just gonna wet myself. And she's like, if yeah. you joking? So I'm honestly not joking. Like I can't pull over anywhere. There's no toilets. And I was going straight to the gym. I was like, right, if I go straight to the gym, I like I might make it. And I literally remember driving for Exeter thinking like, like, like what am I gonna do? What if, yeah. if I piss myself? <laughs> I'm gonna have to then go home. And at the time I was living with my auntie and uncle. I'm gonna have to go home in my own piss, which is another like, half an hour in the other direction because I can't go to the gym if I've wet myself because I'll be covered in my own piss. And everyone will see it. Or they, they might think you've just been on the Stairmaster. <laughs> yeah, you'd be stinking though. You'd piss yourself. The amount that would be coming out of me as well. 
No, and I literally got there. I like literally just threw my car into it, like not even the car park. I wasn't even in a space. I was just there, ran in, ran straight in the toilet, pulled my trousers down, and I was like, phew. But that is probably the closest I've ever come to in my adult life of wearing myself. <laughs> oh dear. No, um, I think on the way to oh, the terrible trip to Blackpool, I think it was. So the un the underground, the tube wasn't working that I was planned to get. Then my partner picked me up, dropped me to another tube station, which is like the other side of the tube line. Um, and then at this point, because I knew I was going to be doing a long distance journey on the train, I was like, I'm not drinking any water in the morning. I literally have a tiny bit in the morning and I'm going to have to just catch up on all my water on the train. And then, um, like you said, the toilet at the tube station was locked. Then we got to the next, um, we drove to the um, other tube station. I had to go and pee in a bush. Like, it was that bad. <laughs> I had to do that. So, yeah. Um... A, um, a shaker bottle. And I, it was a peak week, the first ever show I did. And I remember I was having, like, a really, really bad day at work. Like, I was having the shittest day. And I, she just rang me up and she was like, do you want me to cheer you up? And I was like, well, I don't know how. And she was like, <laughs> I got stuck in traffic. She was like, because basically they closed the, they'd been in an accident, they closed the link road. She was like, I was stuck in traffic for three hours. And she was oh, like, I really needed a wee. So she said, I just had to, in the in her car, in her little 4500 she had, right? She was stuck in traffic, had to like pull her trousers down in her like driver's seat and wee in her shaky bottle. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. but it's different guys literally can just go wherever whenever like it's easy no, for them they'll just piss the window of the car they didn't give a shit yeah. <laughs> we can't do so, that we have to go for a lot don't we as females that's the one thing i'm like i wish i was a man because i just or i wish i was a dog because like my dog like you walk him <laughs> and like anywhere wherever whenever he does it wherever he likes Whereas we've got to find a nice toilet, be nice and ladylike. So yeah, just don't go anywhere where there's not a toilet because you're in trouble. I think in prep in general, you drink so much anyway. Yeah, exactly. And do you do um like when you have the what's it like the peak max and stuff? Yeah. Constantly like you're just constantly going. You're like, how has this much water come out of this body? <laughs> Hey, if I drink more than a litre, I'm like pissing like a racehorse anyway. Yeah. Um, right, top tip for show day. Pack spare things. So like if you your earrings, like pack two at least two pairs of earrings, brushes, doing your own hair, couple of brushes, hairbands. You never know if you're gonna need hairbands. Um even your heels, like I didn't have two pairs of heels at that point. I think I ordered a second pair, but they didn't arrive in time. So um, you can always get the, for the heels, there's these like strap, extra straps you can add on. So you could get them as a fallback. But um, I think if you've, yeah, if your heels have been fine, like that week, they, sh they should be fine for show day. Like mine are actually starting to break. So I'm, I'm going to have to start wearing my new pair. But um but yeah, there's always going to be someone backstage who's going to be competing as well and probably the same size. I think someone forgot their shoes once and then they were saying, who's got size, whatever. I think it was like, yeah. it was like a common size. I think it was a five. 
who's got size five? So many people with size five. Um, yeah, and they got they borrowed someone's heels. Yeah, so you give up unless you're me with like I've honestly got the biggest feet and the widest feet, so I can only. Are you like seven? No, I'm like a size eight, mate, and I'm not even tall. Oh, really? Yeah, no, big... you're not tall. You're not that tall. I've got really wide feet, so I can only wear cocktail and majesty. Like I don't even fit into a glory. Jazz was like, "You fit into glory." I was like, "Mate, I won't. I don't fit into it." So either cocktail and majesty, preferably majesty in the off season, or the new sh shoe fairy goddess. That's what I'm in now. Okay. Like anything else, it's not going to go on my foot. So I'd have a right there. So yeah, always if you've got like a spare pair, always pack that. Yeah. Um. Top tip for post show. Um. The food's always going to be there. <laughs> don't you don't have to eat everything in one day. Um. Especially, especially if you've got like if you're doing multiple shows, you're probably going to have your like your post show treat and whatever you end up having like donuts cookies and then you might have dinner out but then the next day you might be literally going straight back on plan going again for the next show and then um however if it's like your last show um your coach might say okay you've got a bit of like depending on who you are as an individual as well because your coach obviously she's going to know you or he's going to know you they might they don't want to put you in the right wrong direction they might say okay today you're going to have this tract and then have your off plan dinner or they might give depending on who you are they might say okay today you've got free reign so just don't when when you hear that don't just go crazy and be like okay I'm going here to have breakfast I'm going here to have lunch and I'm going here to have dinner it's just too much your body will just probably ex not explode but up, man. yeah you probably will be sick like you're not used to eating that much food and the amount of sodium and stuff in food that you haven't cooked yeah you probably will you probably will throw up yeah. yeah i know loads of people that are throwing up the day after, like post-show they've eaten like cookies donuts off they've gone to wherever for a big burger and all of that and they've come back and eaten brownies and then they've like just thrown it all back up again yeah it's not good is it no i've never been sick which i'm quite proud yeah, of yeah same yeah same <laughs> um and your top tip for picking federation hmm i don't know you know that's quite a hard one you everyone's gonna everyone's different like it depends on what um what your goals are long term i think as well so if it's kind of like first time you just want to like dip your toe in the water why not just try as many as you can yeah um just try as many as you can but if you if you want to do like a long-term career and kind of go global you yeah you probably want to focus on like um two bros to go down that path yeah. and what is your plan for this year then so you're starting prep in the next couple of weeks yeah <laughs> fun times so um no I'm so this year I'm gonna try out two bros this year. Um, but then I do have my PCA British Championships invite, which I got from the whole show last year. Yeah. And then also I'm interested in the um the fancy FitX NFM collab because that just looks like really, really interesting because 
gosh, can you imagine how crazy that show is going to be? You can like win sponsorships, you can win flights to compete in America. That is going to be a crazy, very, very crazy show. So that's a potential. But um, it does feel like, it does feel kind of like with the posing, I'm starting not fully again, but it kind of does. It's like a new, I'm starting kind of a new chapter now because the posing is very different. But then um, I'm also able to, improve my old posing routine yeah. for like the UK feds um but yeah it's exciting to like look back and be like because I just remember like every time I came off stage I was just like my posing was terrible it was awful like what went what happened not how I practiced but yeah so I'm um, just hoping that hoping this season I can come off the stage and be like yep yeah, I held the positions I did those three seconds. I held everything. I showcased all the effort that I did in the gym throughout the year and all the um, all the prep. So yeah, you only get what is it like sixty seconds up there, and you just got to enjoy it. Really, it's it's gonna be it's over. That one day just comes and goes, and that's why you really kind of that's why you kind of really do want to do multiple shows because you've done all that prep for one day and that one moment so it's nice to kind of feel it a few times at least absolutely well I cannot wait to see you back on stage again and see what you do and see you kind of like in different federations and stuff as well and yeah are you you're a pro of GBO as well yeah yeah I so am. You're the one I'm really yeah, the evening, gosh, and I I always feel like I look um I look better in the morning, so it is quite hard like holding and trying to look good for the evening. But yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be great to see you up there again. And I know that after last year as well, like another really successful season. Um, I'm sure will be on the cards. Um, one more question before you go, and that is, what is the one thing that you'd like everyone to take away from today's podcast? Just remember, this is your journey, um, and it's it's a um, marathon, not a sprint. Um, it's going to take time. It's not going to happen just overnight, and it's not just going to happen in one year. Um, all these athletes that you see out there, like Olympians, they've been doing this for years and years, like some like 10 plus years. So, um, yeah, you just got to stay in your lane and compare yourself to yourself and see the improvements that you need to make and as long as you commit and you're in it for the long run and you're consistent year on year you will see the changes and it might not happen in two years but it might happen in 10 years but if you want to get there you you may get there <laughs> what have you been working on I know this is another question as well what have you been working on in your off season like to bring up or whatever um so some of the feedback and just in general for like the look that I want long term um I've been focused on like the glute ham tie-in like one of the obvious ones um and I had a really bad shoulder injury last year actually so um I felt like I couldn't push myself as much as I wanted to and right now it's in a good place and I've been able to get some had to restart like all the weights again but been able to push again on like dumbbell shoulder press and things like that so I do love an upper session and push day I used to hate but 
I'm slowly like falling for push day and yeah, that belt cap and everything. Yeah, hopefully that can kind of come through a bit more. You know, I've been able to push myself more. Awesome. Um, and if people would like to find you, if they've got any questions, where can they find you to? Yeah, so um, my Instagram is Suki Fitness Foodie. And yeah, I just, yeah, I kind of just post food really and training stuff. Um, probably need to be a bit more on there with um, training, just depending what people are interested in seeing. But yeah, just um, excited for this next chapter and to, yeah, see where it goes and share the journey with everyone who's following me. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I know that lots of people listening to this will really have taken some useful tips from there whether it's their first time or whether there's a seasoned competitor. Um, so yeah, it's been really great to have you on. So thank you everyone for listening. Obviously, you know it's fine, Sophie. Um, if you have enjoyed this podcast though, please, please, please go and give it a five-star review on Spotify or whatever other app place you listen to this to. Please also drop it a follow and share it on your stories and tag us both in it because it really, really, really helps and the more people that enjoy this, the better guests I can get on. And the more guests I can get on. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully you enjoyed it. So, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Thanks, guys. Bye.